0: Welcome to Radio KAL. This is show number 39, released on March 26, 2008. My name's Steve Eunice from supermanhomepage.com, and joining me, as always, is Neil Bailey. Hi, Neil.
1: Hey, Steve. How's it going? Getting to be wintery there?
0: Yeah, it's uh, getting a little bit colder, but uh, still a bit warm at the moment. What about you?
1: Oh, we got rain. We got rain. Our our our, uh, our little winter here lasts a little bit longer than it probably should. But it was nice because I was in LA and it was nice and sunny. And then I get to go back to the doldrums.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, let's get straight into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Movie topic seems to be the uh, the hot topic of the uh, of the month at the moment. With uh, a lot of news about the Justice League movie, uh, which is supposedly called Justice League Mortal. It's uh, being worked under the uh, the code name of Seven Friends which is uh, yeah, very uh, you know, um, weird name. I suppose Superman Returns is another name, Red Sun. But um, anyway, Seven Friends is the code name for the movie. And the, uh, the big news is that it could be leaving Australia where it was supposedly going to be made at Sydney Fox Studios where Superman Returns was made, uh, mainly because of the fact that they can't get the 40% tax rebate that they were hoping to get from the Australian Federal Government are only offering, offering them 15% because they're saying that the movie doesn't contain enough, contain enough Australian content.
1: <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I thought that we had the uh, hedge market there on giving to corporations and giving to big movie companies, you know, in order to get them to stick around. That's kind of neat. But uh, I don't know. It, it'd be neat if we were in Canada because then I could probably drive up there and cover it, you know, but then, unfortunately, you wouldn't get to drive about <laughs> there and cover it, like the Superman Returns. So it's my revenge! Yes. So it's
0: my revenge! Well, let's see, either one, uh, either way, one of us will get to try to cover the movie as close as possible, so we uh, wait with, uh, with interest on that one to see how that pans out, whether or not uh, the Australian government uh, smartens up and uh, realises what a boon such a movie could be for the industry here, or whether they remain closed-minded and uh, stick to the offer that they've given uh, the movie. So let's wait and see how that one goes. But... Um, Superman fans, I guess, are more interested in the sequel to Superman Returns, which we've been told is in development stage, with Brian Singer definitely on board uh, the movie, and he's looking to up the action and the threat levels for Superman in the sequel to Superman Returns, with uh, Kevin Spacey, Kate Bosworth, and uh, Brandon Ralph all on board to return to the next movie.
1: Sounds good to me, as long as Superman punches something, Kevin Spacey actually gets off that island and Kate Bosworth eats a couple of cheeseburgers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which major villain would you like to see in the movie? Oh,
1: God. You know, I, I, I'm the to I, I, I was so brainiac a couple of months ago, a couple of, even a year ago, but uh, with the mention of Zod and the realization that I just love Zod, that's just my bias. No one's going to agree with me on that. <laughs> I just... I think it's a toss between Zod and Brainiac. We need Zodiac, you know, Zod Luthoriac. <laughs>
0: well, uh, yeah, I think if uh, General Zod uh, was brought into the sequel, then people would just say, "Oh, they're just remaking Superman too." Like they, like all the people were saying, of Superman Returns is just a rip-off of Superman the movie." So, I think you probably steer clear of Zod, but uh, yeah, Brainiac's my my vote.
1: If they do Granny Echo, you know, they could make him uh, an anthropomorphic figure, or they could make him a computer figure, there's so many different ways to go with it and it hasn't really been defined for a generation at all. Um, you know, there's there's niche stuff like the cartoon and the and, and the stuff they did like with Y2K, but it's all stuff that only a special little group of Superman fans know, but if they do it in the film, there'd be something to base a lot of Brainiac off for years, so it's real important to get it right for me. But uh, it's still a, a, an awesome concept to adapt to film, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think that uh, Lex Luthor, you know, if Kevin Spacey is returning, would uh, be able to tie in nicely with Brainiac, as we've seen in some previous comic book and uh, animated stories.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: Okay, uh, in other movie news, uh, more DVD movie, uh, Justice League New Frontier. I finally got to see it uh, recently. Uh, What were your thoughts on the movie?
1: I'm still waiting. I got a copy, but I haven't watched it yet, unfortunately, which is kind of bad for me (laughs) as a journalist, but (laughs) I'm eager to see it. I I really enjoyed Doomsday, and I like what they're doing with an animated division. I don't know, it it seems just like they're they're, they're going for hit after hit, and it's, you know, not overly sophisticated, but... It's it's good stuff, and and if they keep up this run, it'll it be nice to see future movies in that vein, you know. I, I I saw the poll and I actually went panic in the sky, you know, which is mm-hmm. probably I'm the only person who probably picked it, but uh, I'm interested to see what they do next. What do you what do you hope they do next?
0: Well, I voted for Kingdom Come in our poll. Um, I just think that that's you know a really good standalone movie. Uh, oh yeah. Could, could really work well. There's not too much that. Uh, people would need to know about in regards to background story, which is, I think, why Justice League New Frontier did so well and was so well-received by fans because, really, it's a standalone story that, um, you know, has origins and what have you of the uh, the main JLA characters and um, it, it touched all the right buttons for me and, uh, you know, did, did a great job. I think I prefer New Frontier to Doomsday at this stage.
1: Oh, really? Wow, then I'll probably really enjoy it, because I, th- I, I loved Doomsday. Well, I saw it on a big screen in San Diego, so admittedly I'm biased, but yeah, I really loved that.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh, New Frontier is not necessarily um, Superman-centric. It's Green Lantern, The Flash, and Martian Manhunter probably take uh, center stage more than Superman, Batman, and uh, Wonder Woman. But uh, the, uh, the trinity of characters, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, still do play a major role and um, it's definitely a great Justice League movie so well worth seeing and uh, if you haven't picked it up yet uh, definitely get out there and uh, buy the DVD uh, on to Smallville news uh, we as we have already know about uh, season 8 has been renewed and uh,
2: <laughs> Kristen
0: Crook uh, and uh, Michael Rosenbaum uh, are likely to only be around for a small amount of episodes in season 8 and uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird position right now, because I just watched episode 714, which was a pretty good episode. It had a lot of applause, but it had a lot of plots and a lot of mythology, so, you know, same answer as ever, pretty much. If they stick with the mythology and they start to tell them the stories that are really rocking out there, um, then, yeah, it's, a lot, it, it's easier to forgive the Freak of the Week formula and even, you know, the... Uh, Stride gum stuff and <laughs> <laughs> you know all the advertising. I, I, as long as it sticks, and stuff like they talked about the traveler and Clark as a Clark as a uh, as a destined being and a lot of Jor El and Kara and Eat Vision and good stuff. So if they keep stuff like that going on, heck yeah, I think the show could survive with good writing without Crook and Rosenbaum. Even though without Luthor, I'm struggling to see how. I keep hearing rumors and stuff, but. Uh, about Clark potentially flying next season and he's supposed to fly in this new episode, so if they actually move things forward a little bit because of the fact that the cast members depart, it could make it maybe the best season ever as long as they make the writing tight and use the paradigm shift to go somewhere with it. But uh, uh, on the other hand, they could really lose a lot of conflict options by losing those two main characters, and it could just tank, so I don't know. I'm going to watch it first and see.
0: Yeah, well, I think... uh M- you know, losing Lana is not necessarily a bad thing. I think it could really uh, move yes. the show in a in a direction where Clark can concentrate on, you know, being a, becoming the superhero that we know he should and will become. Uh, so, it <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it should be interesting. Uh, so I'm not uh, too concerned about the fact that uh, Kristen and Michael might not be around for much of season eight. I think it will help focus the uh, the stories on Clark um so let's let's wait and see like I said just, just just how that one pans out um in regards to shows not getting renewed uh, legion of superheroes the animated series uh, is due to end with a two part uh, episode that uh, is airing this week and, and next week in America um that's being uh, early early April so um Yeah, definitely disappointing. I only just got to see, it hasn't aired here in Australia yet, Legion of Superheroes, and uh, at this rate it probably won't. But I managed to buy both DVDs with eight episodes that have been released, and um, well, I haven't seen season two, the season one seems to have, you know, was was exciting and it's disappointing that the show only got to two seasons.
1: Yeah, I, I was actually eager to check it out. I uh, everyone was telling me that it was really good, and I don't know. I, I was reading Jeff's reviews too, and on the other hand, too, it might you know be more of a kids show in in the later uh, episodes. I don't know. Maybe that's why it didn't get renewed. But I'm eager to check it out, and I'm still gonna take a look at it. Yeah, um, I was surprised didn't put Dream Girl in there until the last episode. That was a real surprise to me, cause Dream Girl, you know, of what I know of Legion, because as people might know, read the reviews, I kind of have a hard time getting into. The yeah. Legion. Dream Girl seemed like one of the most intriguing ideas out of them, instead of, like, you know, Matter Eater Lad and Jumping Over Tables Boy, you know, and things like (laughs) that. Um, But yeah, Dream Girl and, and, um, God, uh, the the, uh, other characters that were in there that looked interesting, like Imperia X, that looked pretty cool.
0: Yeah, well, it was disappointing that um, Superman didn't seem to feature much in the last few episodes of Season 2, and... Uh, even the future Superman uh, seems to have taken a back backseat um, in yeah. recent stories. So yeah, it's uh seems like you know this, the writers knew that the end was coming and didn't really put much effort into it. Effort into it, I don't know. But uh, so anyway, Legion of Superheroes, two seasons, and it's done. Um, All right, let's move into comic books. Uh, James Robinson yeah. is coming on to replace Kurt Busiek on the Superman Action Comics. Uh, duo with uh, Jeff Johns, and they, from what I've heard, they're looking to make this year, or this coming year of Superman comics, a big year for Superman.
1: That'd be really nice. I mean, I'm, I'm even, uh, even the, y- you know how much I love Jeff Johns' work. And Like, right now, the last two have been real misses for me. The Legion thing, it's, it's had Clark with heroic qualities, but it's also had a lot of, it seems kind of like the Legion show to me and, and, and the Bizarro World one kind of clunked for me and, and I... That's like... Those are like the first two Jeff Johns stories that I haven't enjoyed. Mm. Um, I, I wonder how much of it's related to the fact that the Musiak run has actually just really grated on me and maybe made me weary to things that I might otherwise have given a better chance. I mean, I just... I read that last issue and, and it, they spent half of it talking about how cool Clark's new apartment is, you yeah. know, and there's just like a conflict. It's like that time when they went to the planet. Oh, look, isn't this great? You know, it's like, mm, these noodles. are good, it's like, what are you doing with the story, you know? So I want to get James Robinson in there and have him chicken butt and have him tie in with Johns and get that coherent Superman we wanted. Like uh, like when I interviewed Johns um, right, right in the middle of Infinite Crisis when they were parrying down the books, he was like, isn't it going to be great to have two top-notch guys on Superman? And I was like, yeah, yeah, but when you get a top-notch guy or and a guy who fails, or if you get a, two guys who fail, it's just, it, it makes you question comics entirely. I don't know James Robinson from anybody, um, <laughs> so I, 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 it's a complete blank slate to me, but so I'm going to give him a total fair chance and I hope he really knocks it out of the park.
0: Yeah, well, from what I've heard, he sounds like uh, the right guy and he and Jeff seem to work well together and tying the books closer together can only be a good thing in my opinion. We've only got two regular Superman books Where we used to have four or five and um, yep. so, you know, it seems at the moment We've got just so many different stories going on And none of them seem to be connecting And it's all just like we've got five different Supermen Just, you know, in Confidential and All-Star yep. And, and you know, it just doesn't seem to be any cohesion whatsoever So hopefully these two guys working hand-in-hand hand with each other Can really unify the books and bring Superman fans something special And, and um, you know, harken back to the days where we uh, had the triangle numbering system
1: yeah, well, can you remember? Can yeah, the, you can imagine like when they had four books, it must have been really impossible to put them together. But now they've got two, and if Jeff Johns did what he did with Green Lantern, for instance, like I don't know if you read Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. No, I don't they think, are not. Yeah. They, they, they're basically in the same continuity, but tell t- different storylines that interrelate. And if they can do that with Superman, it'll be like having a coherent continuity. And I know Jeff no- Johns knows how to do that and rock it out. So. I got high
0: hopes. Yeah, uh, another uh, topic that uh, I'm not sure about. High hopes, but uh, Final Crisis. I was uh, reading uh, an interview with Grant Morrison uh, in Wizard magazine recently, and he seems to be really building this up in his own mind as being, you know, the apocalypse for DC Universe, and you know, the, you know, it's going to be really heavy stuff and darkness, and you know, it's like he's really building it up to be something, you know, like the end of the world for DC Universe. Uh, It's funny that DC don't seem to be pushing it heavily in uh, advertising at all.
1: Yeah, I I got a bad feeling about it. I don't know what it is, it's in my gut. Um, I think it's just because it's being led into by Countdown, and Countdown was such a bomb, but but, uh, I think that uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm reading in the previews usually they can pick something that is not really relevant to the story at hand and emphasize it, like, uh, I, I don't know if they did it this way, but a good example would be, like, with the Superboy-Superboy fight in Infinite Crisis. They'd be like, Tune in for Superboy versus Superboy! When that's really not the issue at all. It's the deeper subtext of what happens when the Earth 2 Superman loses his lowest lane and how, how people react to that. Or what the Legion as a family, uh, or what the uh, Teen Titans as a family contribute to Connor as a, as, as a character. You know, the deeper subtext story but when the best you can come up with in terms of ad copy is meet most excellent Superbat and the Super Wrestling Team, or whatever it was. <laughs> and you got... Uh, Grant Morrison on on message boards talking smack and talking about how great Commandee is and and things like that, I'm just sitting there going, ah, this might be another zero, uh, or DC 1 million, this might be another, you know, seven soldiers of victory. It might be something that Grant Morrison really digs, that people who dig Grant Morrison really dig, but that the rest of us are just kind of scratching our head and either thinking we're too stupid or not exactly having it be deep enough for us to... Um, ascribe it the qualities that he ascribes to it if that makes sense yeah, you know like okay. like there's guys who are like oh and I stared out at the moon and the moon began to cry and blood began to rain from it you know it's like it seems deep but is it deep and can anyone decide if it's deep and therefore is it deep <laughs> that's kind of what I get from Grant Morrison when I'm reading him I'm like oh wow this seems epic but I don't know if I can pinpoint in any verifiable way if it is I'm like say, All-Star Superman, which is just obviously great on its own merits, you get his more you know, crazy stuff, and, and and if Final Crisis, an event book for a major comics company, turns into something like that, it could really just grind everything to a halt and, and make everything much more difficult to comprehend and enjoy.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I guess we'll hang out and see what uh, Grant Morrison can do with uh, Final Crisis, because uh, he's really... Uh, been great in All Star Superman, although it's been slow. Yes, but um, you know we've seen uh, some classic uh, stories from Grant Morrison in the past, and hopefully he can deliver again with Final Crisis. Um, so let's see where that one goes. Um, right. In regards to other comic books, uh, it's sad to see that certain uh, titles have been cancelled. Uh, Justice League Unlimited is close close to uh, its final issue. Uh, JLA Classified. Recently had its final issue uh, But on the flip side uh, We've got some new comics Such as the Super Friends series Which is obviously for young kids uh, Has uh, debuted recently So it's uh, an interesting time for, for comic books
1: Yeah, well JLU and JLA I can definitely see why they were gone Because they were kind of ancillary tales It seemed like filler a lot But Super Friends I read And that was a lot of fun And that, uh, that uh, Tiny Titans Mm-hmm. Um, Tiny Titans was, it, it's a bit, it's more for adults than kids when you read it. It's kind of um, talking down to them a little bit. And you got to know a little bit of the continuity, but it's strangely kind of good, like Scott Pilgrim.
0: Okay, cool. So, yeah, if you're uh, looking to buy comic books for young children that you haven't, um, you know, with, and the comics these days are definitely written for adults, so if you're interested in buying uh, comics for kids... Then definitely check out the Tiny Titans and especially the Super Friends comic book uh, because I think they're very kid friendly and uh, we need you know new blood in the uh, comic book fandom. So uh, look for those. Um, okay, let's move on to the uh, to music, which is a topic we don't usually cover on Radio KL. Recently, uh, Film Score released Superman: The Music, the eight disc CD collection. Uh, did you get a chance to purchase this?
1: No, I want it really bad, but I just can't afford it right yeah. now. It's just, it, it's tantalizing. I see it at the end, and I'm like, oh, I've got to get that. But yeah. uh,
0: no. Well, a lot of fans have any so, <laughs> so I was just going to say, a lot of fans were disappointed that uh, it was priced so highly um, yeah. out of their range, but um, I did purchase it, and um, it's, uh, oh, it's fantastic. It's just great to get the complete soundtracks to all four Christopher <laughs> Reeve Superman movies, and bonus material such as... The soundtrack uh, musical score for the um, Ruby Spears Superman animated series of the 1980s. So, uh, and the, the hardcover little booklet itself has got some fantastic um, uh, material in there. So, if you uh, do save up some money, uh, it's well worth the purchase. And I believe that while the first series run uh, of the collection is uh, almost sold out, they are going to be releasing a second series. Of the eight disc collection, and um, it will be identical to the first run, uh, and there won't be any gap in um, in you know, availability. So, uh, yeah, if you can save up for it, it's definitely well worth purchasing.
1: Hoping you'd say it sucks, because now I'm like, oh yeah, that's all the better. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> no, well,
0: they're definitely uh, you know fans putting this together. You know, the guys over at uh, Film Score because uh, they've really put a lot of heart and soul into. Uh, producing this 8-disc... Actually, I think they've gone overboard with some of the content and the stuff they've put in there, especially in the booklet. Uh, some of the material is, you know, for more for music enthusiasts and people who are musicians and um, composers themselves. Uh, you know, it was kind of over my head, some of the material that's in there. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, something in there for everyone. Okay, well, let's move on to... Um, the last topic that we have to discuss, which is the fact that the Metropolis, Illinois, Superman celebration is getting closer. Um, I'm yeah. really looking forward to to going. I can't wait to meet you, and uh, and I think uh, Michael Bailey's going, and possibly even Barry Fryman, and uh, a whole slew of people from the website uh, are definitely going to be there. So I think we'll even organize a a meet and greet if we can, probably on the Saturday of the four day celebration. Yep. We'll try to get uh, everyone a uh, time and place that. We'll, you know, as the, as the celebration gets closer, we'll try to organise a time and place where we can tell people that uh, we'll be and uh, we can get a, a meet and greet happening.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to be so good. I'm, I'm still going to get arrested asking Alison Mack out. It's going <laughs> to happen. I'll be like, will you bury me, Alison? Or at least come out for beer? And she'll be like, no, no, security! It'll be wonderful. It'll be great news all over the homepage, you know, Neil Bailey arrested and beaten to death. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, Alison Mack
0: <laughs> is one of the special guests along... With uh, Noel Neal, of course, and uh, Ned Beattie, who uh, played Otis in Superman the movie and Superman 2. So, uh, some great celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, let's move on. Uh, We've got the big question segment, which uh, we're about to get into. Let's start with the big question. We won't be doing the radio uh, KL Live Skypecast anymore. Uh, just because of time constraints, we uh, have decided to forego that and uh, we probably will bring it back for special occasions when we need to do um, you know, fan chats uh, through audio. So uh, look for those in the future. But uh, the big question segment for, uh, from, from now on will just be totally contained for uh, Radio KL's podcast. And um, last month we asked the question, would you still watch Smallville if Michael Rosenbaum and Kristen Crook weren't in it? And we only received one response, and I apologise to those people who might have been hanging out for the live Skype cast to answer this question. But the one answer we did get was from Mandy, who says, I'd still watch an eighth season of Smallville if Michael Rosenbaum and Kristen Crook aren't present but it would make it much more enjoyable and believable if Clark was seriously moving toward being the person and hero most people are familiar with from the comics and other incarnations of the character. For God's sake, have him show some serious interest in journalism and becoming the hero we know he's destined to be. The exit of Lana's character is actually one of the best things that could happen to the show because it, hopefully, signals the end of the clark roller rollercoaster ride that has gone on way too long. Yeah, well, uh, well answered there, Mandy. Thank you for your thoughts. So, the next uh, big question, Neil.
1: Alright, well the next big question I came up with was, after Countdown, what do you think of it? Because basically at that point, we're going to be so close to the end that you can pretty much make a pretty fair assessment of a 52-issue comic. Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? Did you think that it was a failure? Did you think that it was a huge success? Did you think that it was a little bit of a... So, give us your thoughts on Countdown. Was it good or bad?
0: Excellent. Yeah, so, so, so submit your entry, click on the uh, big question button at the Radio KL webpage. Now remember you can send us your entry to be read out in the next Radio KL show, or you can record your answer and send it to us as an MP3 file, which we'll play during our next show. Now, remember there's no more live Skypecast, so this is the only way you can get involved in the big question segment of the show. Lex's
2: trial gets some very special testimony. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, that nothing but the truth, so help you God? I swear to say whatever I please, so help me. Me. Lois's search finally bears fruit. Alright, so what did you find? Ah, you know me so well. Well enough to know that this means you found her. I'll be back soon. And unlike Bobby, I'll actually have a story about the return of Supergirl. Cat attempts a rescue. Maggie, you're alive. Oh, no, no, no. You shouldn't have come here. Well, this ought to be good, huh, Lope? The little TV reporter thinks she's prepared for the sick stuff that floats around in your head. And Krypton falls into anarchy. The security system has been compromised. The cells are opening. The prisoners are escaping. Quick, take cover behind me. It's Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, Issue 39. And the end of Krypton is nigh on March 26, 2008. At supermanhomepage.com. Next time on Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, it's time for a showdown in Swift. Now... We get their attention and do something about this mess. Oh, good. Let's all go run out and get killed now. I like this plan. Yeah. Well, life sucks, and then you shoot somebody to make yourself feel better. The search for Kara closes in. I have, as it were, consulted the Oracle and concluded my research. Kara, what the hell are you mixed up in here? As does another, more sinister search. I got pals. Morant. That's a good thing. If I break your neck, I can always ask one of them. And Kara and her friends take the fight to the enemy. Hello, boys. Federal agent, lay down your weapons and surrender. Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, Episode 11, Showdown. Debuts March 26, 2008. At supermanhomepage.com. Four legs can hear this frequency, Superman,
0: and that's you. Super Secret soundbite time. And, unfortunately, only one person guessed last month's soundbite correctly, and that was Brandon Wigginton.
1: Brandon, congratulations. I tell you, you've got to have that hawk ear, I mean, yes. <laughs> wait, hawks on him. Yeah, I have good What am I thinking of? Uh, you got to have those super hearing. There that, you go.
0: That's it. Well done, Neil. Well, good save. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've made this uh, week's, or this month's Super Secret soundbite a little easier. So let's see if more people can get it right. And here's the new soundbite. Clark Kent?
2: What are you doing creeping around the woods?
0: So, if you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound comes from, send us your entry by clicking on the super-secret soundbite button at the Radio KL webpage and I'll read out the names of each person who gets it right in our next Radio KAL podcast. Yeah. Superman Song Time.
1: Oh, what do you got this? This, we gotta have, uh, let's see, uh, have we have we cycled back to rap yet?
0: Actually, we're not far from it. Uh, we've oh. got a, uh, I think it's probably classified as R&B. Uh, oh, there you go. It's a song by Chris Brown, and it's called Picture, start again, Picture Perfect.
1: <laughs> Had to say Picture Perfect with a little break there. <laughs>
2: She be like, holy, she holdin' them Angela Jolie lips. With the jiggle bit, Willie get whipped when she wiggle bit. She jiggle bit, my stick get gripped. Make a brother think she a hypnotist. Cause she hypnotized. Brother's gonna trip when she up Looking like she fell out the sky. Heaven's missing an angel, God don't cry. Cause she killing with me. I am Willie in love with double D cups and she's that plenty. Just need one, I don't need many. She loves me, not my money or penny. Look at you up brother, you ain't getting any. That's my tip, yep, that's right, sonny. Get you one, cause that's my honey. Get you one, cause I got that one. Get you I got that one. you I got that I got that It's the way she wears the clothes, beauty low, the definition of a star. Get you that one. you I got that one. Get
0: you got that one. I got that That's the show for another month. Thank you, Neil.
1: Right up. Yeah, picture perfect again, as always. All right. Well, you stay classy, most excellent superbat.
0: And don't forget, if you want to get involved uh, with Radio KAL, want to send us a topic or a suggestion for something that Neil and I should discuss, then feel free to email us using the KAL mail feedback button found at the Radio KAL webpage. And we'll endeavour to discuss those topics in a future show. Or maybe you want to suggest a song that we can play in a future show. And uh, we'll endeavour to do that as well. So thanks again, and we'll catch you next month. You've been listening to Radio KAL from (laughs) supermanhomepage.com.